Hi, I'm Sonal Ranello, co-founder and chief marketing officer of Hello Career Guru. We so appreciate you listening to our podcast today. Hello Career Guru is a company committed to helping all women advance professionally. Launching soon, Hello Career Guru will offer women one unifying online platform for developing their personalized career game plan, powered by Executive Insights. For this episode of the Guru Salon, we have Toby Amador, best-selling cookbook author, registered dietitian and nutrition expert, instructor, and speaker. Toby, we are thrilled to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. We were intrigued by the chance to speak with you because for anyone who is dedicated to their career and other responsibilities in their life, the constant demand to make good, healthy meals for yourself and others can be overwhelming. As our research has shown us, self-care is a big part of being able to successfully pursue your ambitions. A concept like your latest three-ingredient cookbook seems made for me. So to kick us off, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get from culinary educator to on-air personality and author? So it all started when my parents kind of sat me down and asked what I wanted to do. And my mom was already attending as a second career. She was a career changer, uh, NYU's food and nutrition program. So I enrolled there for the clinical nutrition and dietetics program. And we went to school together, got our master's together. um, And then we both became registered dietitians. And from there, I taught at a culinary school. Um, she actually taught there first and then I, she wanted someone to sub her. So I did it. Um, but they did use me for a lot of PR over there um, in the, in the nineties uh, nutrition in the media was very hot. And so she used me for a lot of quotes for television, for radio, all kinds of things. So when I really liked it, And then kind of fast forward, I ended up being the nutrition expert for Food Network. um, And it's been 12 years since I've done that. And then a lot of opportunities have come by since, um, you know, since I was, uh, I'm there writing articles numerous times a week. So I've gotten a lot of opportunities because of that. So uh, there are so many things I love about that story, starting with you and your mother going to school together. Um, that's amazing. Uh, I'm sure there are many women out there who wish they could go to school with their mother and survive. <laughs> uh, but also that you were in school when you sort of adopted this other role of being a media person unexpectedly. I love that sort of serendipitous opportunity that has led you down this path. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think when we talked before, you said like one of the things you actually uh, feel has benefited you is just saying yes and being open to opportunities as they're presented, whether for pay or not for pay in that moment, but just taking advantage of something that's presented to you. Yeah. In the beginning, I mean, everything and anything that came by me, pay or not for pay. I even wrote the first, one of the first things I wrote, um, I did write the all new joy of cooking, the 25th, I think edition. I was, um, I helped compile one of the chapters that was for pay, but later on down the line, I contributed an entire chapter um, on milk and dairy to a food science book. And that was not for pay. I actually had to pull out of my pocket to get resources because I didn't even have resources, you know, studies. I needed to to get all this stuff. Um, And that's actually what started um, my first book offer because they, I had shown on my blog that I had done this food science book, uh, this chapter in it. And from there, someone's like, oh, I need a Greek yogurt cookbook written. And they came to me and asked me to write my, and that's how my first cookbook got offered to me. Oh my God, that's amazing. So 
picking up on that, how do you typically get ideas for your books? Because as I recall, you've written now seven books. Is that right? And you're working on your eighth? Yep. I've written seven and eight and nine are in the works right now. So, yep. Um, well, a lot of times um, my first, second, third, fourth, a lot of them, the ideas are, they come to me with the ideas since I'm very fluent in basic nutrition, even with diabetes. So I worked with the American Diabetes Association on one of their cookbooks called the Create Your Plate Diabetes Cookbook. And it just showcases a specific method on how to um, set up for a person with diabetes, how to set up their plate very easily without counting calories. And nobody had ever written a cookbook on this method. And so they came and they approached me because they know I can write a lot of recipes and I enjoy that. And, you know, that was pretty simple and it's very tedious work, but for me, it's, it's just comes naturally, at least, you know, for me. Um, And yeah, a lot of my books, it's the ideas kind of either I brainstorm um, with the publisher because I've worked with them for so long, or they'll come to me with the idea at, and it's a good fit for me because I'll never do a book that is a completely not good fit. So all the seven books, you know, or nine at this point in time, um, yeah, they were a good fit for me and um, I enjoyed doing them very much. Well, and it, it seems to be a theme uh, it, around this idea of ease, like making things simpler for people so that they can stay committed to eating healthier um, and not, and even for those who love to cook, just sometimes time is a precious commodity. So one of the things that you and I talked about, which I, I, I still have yet to do, but it's on my <laughs> list is the easy, unexpected ingredients that you can find in a can, <laughs> which yeah. I would reluctantly pick up most things in a can, but after speaking with you, I've certainly opened my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember one of the dishes I spoke about, I have to make it because my son who's 19 is like, I want chicken. You, you don't have, he, for some reason, he doesn't want all the recipes I've been cooking for my cookbook lately. He's like, no, I want chicken. And it's not time for chicken yet, you know, but that's what he wants, you know, it's coming. Um, so I'm making what I like today, what I'm going to make is I use canned chicken, like two cans of chicken. I mix it with pasta, whatever, whole green, whatever you want. And I use a whole box because I actually prep it. So he has it for a couple of days because he's six foot three. He eats a lot. And, but then I'll mix it with, um, I'll put in uh, peas, carrots, any vegetables that I, I've put in um, spinach before uh, or wilted it inside the pasta at the end, any kind of vegetables, edamame or chickpeas I'll put in there. Depends what I have. So you can use the leftovers so you have minimized food waste. So you just have, and then of course you could do olive oil dressing with a little uh, cheese, or I've done ricotta uh, with a little tomato sauce. It depends what you want or tomato sauce with, you know, part skin mozzarella and I'll make a sauce with it. And, but simple, simple, simple. And that's it. And I put it in a container for him and he can warm it up for the next few days. And, you know, my kids all love it. And you have the protein in there. You have your vegetables in there. You can add like plant-based protein to be, you know, with the edamame or the beans or the chickpeas. Um, you got some dairy in there, healthy fats in there. So you have a little bit of everything. So it's like my go-to meal in one, I can make it in like 30 minutes or less for a couple of days. So, you know, just simple things like that um, is what I love to do. Even a shakshuka, which is like eggs and a tomato sauce. And usually it's with peppers and onions. I'll add to that. So I'll put chickpeas or I have like a Mexican style where I'll add cumin and chili pepper and black beans. 
and my daughters really like it and they will meal prep that. So instead of five eggs, I'll put like eight eggs and a little bit more vegetables in there and proteins like beans in there and we'll have it for like all week for all of us. Well, and, and those are a few of the other themes that you shared with me around, you know, reducing waste, right? Reducing uh-huh. waste, reducing trips to the grocery store as a result um, Two, how you can take something like canned chicken. And I think one of the tips you gave me was rinsing it with water to reduce yeah. salt mm-hmm. to make it that much healthier. Cause that might be the knock on some of the canned products. Mm-hmm. Um, and then engaging your family to actually yep. help do some of this work. And that's where I think so many of us as moms, either we've been doing all of that since our children were little and we never brought them along in the food journey, if you will. Um, so I, it sounds like your kids could out, out chef me on any given day of the week, <laughs> even that you have raised them. And so how did that come about? How did you start them on that path so that it became something the family does and not just solely on mom? Um, well, of course, you know, if they have a lot of homework, they get a pass, but when we do enjoy cooking together, I, since they were can sit in the, in, in the cart shopping cart, I took them to the grocery store with me and I'd pick out even with colors, look, this is a red pepper, red, yellow, just a yellow banana. But just from that beginning part, I really did take my youngest specifically, she didn't leave my side. So she went everywhere and anything with me, my middle one too, when I have three, so I would really tote them along to do everything with me. Um, And supermarket was one of the big things even. And then as they grew mixing, measuring, just pouring in, depending on how old they were. And finally, now they're allowed to use the oven without me there. I just asked them to make sure it's shut off. And actually my youngest, um, make sure more than anyone, um, she's 13. Um, and the other day I had bananas going, uh, very Brown and she's like, I'm making banana Nutella muffins. So we have, yeah, so she made them for everyone just to minimize the food waste. And it was a nice snack for all of us. And she had a friend over. And it was, it was just really nice. Uh, they baked, it was a nice activity for them to do. So they baked together and, and that was that. And we didn't throw away our bananas. Um, and so she's learning the idea of minimizing food waste and cooking. Um, we also cook as a family. My son, <laughs> we made mac and cheese and I think it was chicken they wanted. And I don't know, it was a vegetable. Um, usually it's um, Brussels sprouts is their favorite. So my son's like, okay, I'm making... I'm making the pasta. He's 19 and he's the least of the cooks. So he's so proud he can make the pasta. Great. Okay. Then my 13 year old daughter's like, I'll make the sauce. She makes a roux like with with flour and, you know, the cheese. And so she's making the sauce to put on the pasta. My son's so happy with his pasta. Like she's whipping all this up and, and watching to make sure he's doing it right. My other daughter is cutting the Brussels sprouts and roasting them. And we just do olive oil, salt, pepper, because we had like a heavier mac and cheese and, and, and I'm doing the marinating and grilling of the chicken. So we're all cooking kind of together in the kitchen. So it was really lovely. That That's amazing. And I think certainly there are probably more families doing that during this past year because schedules afforded that luxury. Um, I feel like I've never been on a schedule where I had everyone at home at the same time, but yeah. you you do talk a little bit about, you know, how do you simplify meal prep even further? And I think you actually say you're a fan of the bag salad, which I love. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. My daughter loves this like Mediterranean salad. And I found out that um, Costco sells it. And I was like, okay, we're getting the big one. I even get her too. That's how much she eats it, but she'll have it with um, 
she'll have it with a piece of fish that we grilled together the night before, or she'll, she'll do an egg on it, or she'll put some meatballs on the side. So she, she does it in her own way um, to make it a, a well-balanced. And I've taught my kids too, to count how many food groups they have in a meal. I'm like, you don't just want, let's say pasta. That's one food group. You want to make sure you have vegetables, like other food groups, protein, vegetables, whatever it is, but at least have numerous, like, I usually say three food groups. And they actually, to this day, they're like, yeah, we had, and they count how many food groups they had just to know that they had at least some balance in their meal. So I think that's a really nice rule of thumb to do. That's great. And like you said, starting them early, messaging some of this, it's amazing what will stick over time. And I think kids are increasingly more in tune to healthy eating. Um, they, they, they have a, they understand how it makes them feel or helps them perform, which is great. One of the things I think is, is great is uh, making enough to last beyond just that one meal. And you're a big fan of make enough to last a few meals. Oh, and yeah. So that I think for many people uh, ends up being a byproduct versus an intention, but I love it as an intention to, to plan ahead, whether you freeze it or you just use it within the next few days. And it's creative reuse that really gets, gets you further. Meaning let's say you make a chili. Okay. So you have the chilies, a chili, maybe with some bread on the side. Great. But then everyone's like, okay, I don't want chili again, but maybe make nachos with it. And I do this for my kids. And then it's like nacho. We did a nacho lunch and they were like thrilled. So you have, and that'll be your start. You have the, um, you could do tortilla chips on the bottom, but then I put my healthy, um, chili on that. And then I, uh, melt cheese. So I warm up the chili. So it's warm. And then I put the cheese and then you just put it in the oven at 350 for about 10 minutes, just till the cheese is melted. You can add jalapenos, whatever else you want, you can add to it. And we've had just like so much fun with that. And that's just like an easy lunch when they're online, they can come grab what they want from the sheet pan. You have one dish and you can give them plates. And, and that was that. And then we, the next day we did a quesadilla with it. So what I love about that is there are households that will say that uh, there are naysayers to the leftovers. I am not one of those households. We love leftovers, but if you use them in a different way, all of a sudden it, it takes it a step away from being a leftover, which is exactly. love as a creative idea. Yep. So I call it creative reuse because you yes. can do so many things with it the quesadillas are out of this world. And all you're doing is putting a little cheese with the chili inside on, a, I use a whole wheat tortilla, literally in five minutes, it's done. And it's so good. My kids put some sauce on it and done. Like you have a meal in five minutes. Right. And there's no excuse for not eating better. Or I think kids are also learning. And certainly as a parent, I see the Uber eats bills like left and right or the takeout bills. And I'm like, you know, this isn't sustainable when you actually have to pay for it. And I would actually like to reduce that budget anyway. So learning right, to right. more capable in the kitchen and this idea around creative reuse, I think are really ways to help do that. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the three ingredient cookbook. And I think you have a five ingredient one. Is yeah, I do. The three ingredient cookbook is my last one that just came out. That came out October, 2020. Um, and really it's three ingredients. Um, there are pantry items, which every book has because you can't count salt and pepper. So this one, the three ingredient one has salt, pepper, olive oil. My five ingredient one actually has a longer list of pantry items like honey and garlic and lemon, but that's, it's a little, it's about, I think seven items, but the three ingredient really is just salt, pepper, olive oil and water. I'm assuming you have running water when you <laughs> want to cook. 
Um, so, you know, or at least have some sort of water source. Um, but really it is so many different dishes from breakfast to lunch, to snacks, to desserts, to smoothies. To, I mean, you name it, to main dishes. I have mac and cheese. I have salads with, I have a really nice salad with, um, uh, sauteed mushrooms on top. I mean, I just have a ton of things that are just super delicious. Well, and you had shared with me that your goal really is to simplify recipes, but still deliver a satisfying experience. And that really stuck with me because if I can do that with three ingredients in addition to the staples, it really all of a sudden takes a lot of pressure off me in terms of feeling like uh, what the ease with which I can do this or even sending my kids to the grocery store and saying, hey, can you get these three things and we can do something you know, interesting tonight instead of sort of our usual repertoire. So I actually got a copy of your book and love it. And oh, um, thank you. The pictures are yeah. my favorite. I love this photographer and she's doing my next book too. So I'm really excited. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So these deliver satisfying experience visually as well as, yes. as, well as uh, for health and nutrition. So t- talk to me a little bit about um, for those moments when you're not cooking or you are all running at, at different speeds and different schedules. Do you have some favorite places you go to for healthy takeout? You know, we do our healthy takeout. We'll do like a chopped, which is a sat by me. It's a salad place. So we'll get takeout salads. I always love Panera and the kids really like it. You can actually see your, um, your calories. And I've gone to so many media events of theirs and they really do pay attention to the ingredients they're using and everything. Um, so I feel very comfortable going there and my kids really like it. So it's not only healthy, it's flavorful and they, they do like the combination of both. Um, and then sometimes we'll do Chinese food. Like sometimes we'll splurge, like when I'm really in the depth of my cookbook and I can't, it's not cooking time yet. I'll say, let's go get some Chinese food. We'll do, we actually did, um, some, it was like, uh, chicken and broccoli, brown sauce on the side. And then I used the, so my son had that. So a lot less sauce and he used very little of the sauce. Um, and then I used that brown sauce to cook chicken and grill it. So, yeah. So I actually used some of the leftovers that I had to make a new dish. So I didn't have to buy a new marinade. So, you know, I, I let my money go a little bit further with that meal. Um, but yeah, sometimes we'll just splurge on, you know, Chinese food. I try not to get the um, the, or sushi is another one we like. Um, I try not to get the fried stuff, but you know, there is a day that if they want to indulge, we do it every so often. And there's, and they're funny. They're like, no, no, we can't. It's not healthy. I'm like, listen, we'll get the sauce on the side. We'll all split the lo mein. Cause that's one of our favorite dishes. And so if we all split like one sort you know, like one box of it, we're fine. Um, and, and that's kind of how we get it done. So that's a a great tip as well. It's not about denying yourself, but portion control can Mm -hmm. be an effective way at enjoying the things you enjoy, even if they're not the healthiest, Um, but but being mindful that you don't want to overdo it. Right. And I also want to support local. So I try to, you know, support whatever's locally around me. Um, another thing that I do is uh, sometimes I go to whole foods or some of my supermarkets have really nice prepared foods and I'll get like whole foods has really nice beef meatballs. And if I really don't have time to cook, I'll do that. But then I'll have a salad with that. Or we'll have, let's say I made some, uh, farro the other day. So we kind of mix and match things together. So maybe part, you know, 
from Whole Foods or sometimes if we I'm by myself, I'll just get a meal uh, like salmon and they have two vegetables on the side. So you can go to those prepared sections. You just have to talk to them and ask what are they using? Okay. Um, make sure if it's healthy. Okay, and what would be some of the questions that one would ask? Um, what kind, of, I always ask what kind of meat, let's say for the meatballs, um, what kind of meat are they using? Um, because I don't, there's certain meats just for religious reasons I won't eat or my kids won't eat. Um, so I look for beef specifically or turkey is something that I look for. You want turkey breast versus if it's not turkey breast, then it certainly can be a lot uh, fattier. Uh, beef, what kind of beef? Because usually they'll use the fattier beef for making meatballs if it's really soft. So, I mean, these are some questions that you can ask. Um, and then how was the, what's in the marinade? Because if the marinade is very creamy or what's in the sauce, you know, like a egg salad, tuna salad, those things I usually make on my own because usually they're made with full fat mayo and I just know how many calories <laughs> mayo has and I'm like, get, get it away. And I have a history of cholesterol. So it, it's, it's not, um, the, Something I try to do. No, yeah. I love that. There's a another, um, I think she, a baker who sort of that concept of semi-homemade. So I think to your point, like you can buy something that's pre-made and maybe add a few things to it. And, you know, it, it's, it doesn't have to be a one size fits all every, no, it doesn't. every meal. And the same thing with like, look, you want a frozen pizza because it's going to make your life a little easier or buy the dough. That's fine. Then top it with vegetables, top it with grilled chicken. You got, and I've done some articles on this for national media outlets to really, you shouldn't feel guilty about what saves you time, but you can make it healthier with just simple tips and, you know, simple things, just add more vegetables, add some beans, add some legumes, have a salad on the side. Don't eat the whole pizza pie, but rather portion that out and have some other stuff on the side that are more vegetable uh, or protein based. That's, that's great. So you know, it sounds like, you know, you sort of serendipitously ended up exactly where you're supposed to be in your career. But as you look back, you know, what is your biggest obstacle and, and how did you tackle it when you when you sort of came to that moment? I mean, I there's a lot of obstacles just because it's become what I I started blogging when there was no blogs on. I, I was blogging for Food Network's Healthy Eating Blog um, before there were individual bloggers. I think maybe there were one or two out there, like maybe people were just starting to hear about it. And I was doing it for years before. Now you see a tremendous amount of competition and people are like, you're a blogger. I'm like, no, I'm kind of like a writer, but I do spokes for some work and, you know, I do a lot of other projects. Um, and so there is a tremendous amount of competition and information out there because the bloggers aren't necessarily registered dietitians. So one of the hugest challenges is debunking myths, um, incorrect information out there. Um, and so you really got to be careful who you're following on social media and what you're listening to, because there's just so much misinformation in the world of food and nutrition. And yes, everybody eats food. So they feel, you know, and I get it. You feel like, you know what you're talking about, but when it comes to nutrition, you know, there's a reason why I went to school. I did my internship. I took an exam, you know, um, and I can work in a hospital if I needed to with, you know, people who are, you know, on, on tube feeds or whatnot and different disease states, because I've had such in-depth knowledge of it. So you do have to watch who you're getting your information from. And if it sounds too good to be true, just be really careful. Well, one of the things I appreciate about you or um, what you've just shared is that with all that competition, I love that you've continued to morph and you've just continued to pursue different things. So now you've got a variety of 
sort of things you can do within your career with your knowledge and experience base, which I think is a really important message to always keep learning and pushing yourself and developing yourself no matter what it is that you do, because no two years are going to look the same and no, no industry stays stagnant over time. You don't want it to stay. Imagine that same restaurant you've been to for 30 years and they haven't updated. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, this, this place isn't keeping up with the times. The same thing with any career you needed to continue to evolve. And that's why I, I call it as I do a salad of things. I needed the nutrition. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a great way to describe and it. And everybody should do that. So you, you know, if there's one thing, let's say, I, I know people who aren't um, very comfortable with social media. And so they're like, but we want to get on. Okay. Start with one or two of them. Do not go to, you know, every single one possible. Why don't you start by, you know, just being a voyeur, just watch everyone, watch people you like and see what they do. Then maybe start contributing and liking their stuff and then maybe opening your own page and then, you know, starting one at a time doing. So it it really is slowly um, kind of facing your fears or challenges and building upon it um, slowly not don't go too quickly (laughs) don't go too crazy too fast yeah Um, so what are you most proud of as you look back over your over 20 years in in this industry well I love um one of my cookbooks out actually made the wall street journal bestseller list the five ingredient one actually did so I'm proud of that and then um a couple years back the academy of nutrition and dietetics awarded me um the media excellence award so that was it was a national um uh, award that I was recognized for my work in the media for, you know, at that point, it was about 10 years that I was doing it. So I was really honored uh, to receive that. And, you know, that was a big thing during one of our annual nutrition meetings, uh, I got to speak and there was a whole award ceremony. So yeah, those two are, you know, the culmination of what I've been doing. Um, you know, that really, I'm really proud of those things. Yeah, well, that's amazing. It sounds like the Oscars of nutrition. <laughs> that is, that is. <laughs> So one of the questions we like to ask as we wrap up time with our our guests is, you know, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I mean, honestly, the, the thing that I look for in people who've interned for me or who I hire as assistant is good uh, work ethic. And to really be honest with yourself, because one of the talks I give is on ethics and to really you know, look at the ethical aspects. And I've, I've had times where I've had unethical things come up and I had to choose the path that I wanted to go down. So having a good work ethic, always, you know, doing things uh, in ethical manner. Um, those are two things that I know I follow and I'm known for following those. And that's, what's gotten me the work and the reputation that I have to this day. That's great. Um, and especially nowadays, I feel like it's even even more so a, a good piece of advice or a, a mantra to stick to. Um, so, and I think, you know, recapping some of the other things that we talked about was your always say yes mindset, which I think was so great at all ages and stages, not just for work, but for life in general. And um, I think one of the other things, which as a mother of three, you had shared with me is, you know, think of yourself as a role model for your own children. And that often gives you a very strong guiding light. Um, and if you don't have children, maybe it's a role model for people in your life. It doesn't have oh. to simply just be children. Um, but I thought that was another good guiding principle. So um, we so appreciate you spending time with us today, Toby. Um, meanwhile, thanks to all who are listening to our podcast. And please check out some of our other amazing speakers on the Guru Salon. Thank you so much, Toby. Thanks.